Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been blamed for something that you did not do? Maybe it was a coworker, a sibling, a parent, or someone else, but you knew that they knew you didn't do what they were accusing you of. Well, guess what? They were using you as a scapegoat. In today's episode, we're going to talk about what a scapegoat is, where that comes from, and how to make sure that you avoid doing it to others. Let's get started. Hey there, thank you for joining me on the Affirming Power Podcast. I am your host, Crystal Benford, and I am so glad you are here. Guess what? We are wrapping up our our Avoid Self-Sabotage series. Um, If you are on, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you are listening on your favorite podcast platform, you could just check the description to see the other links for the other videos, or you could just click on the podcast image and it will take you to the homepage and you can binge listen there. Uh, before we get started, you know, I'm going to ask you, please subscribe if you haven't already. Make sure you like this video and share it. And anytime during this listening or watching process that you are doing, (laughs) make sure you leave a comment too, because I do want to hear what you have to say and your experiences behind the topic that we will be discussing in this episode. So like I said, we are coming from my book, Avoiding the Self-Sabotage Trap. Um, If you haven't grabbed your copy, you can grab an ebook or a physical copy um, of Avoiding the Self-Sabotage Trap. You can get that at www dot avoid com and also the link you know i got the link for you in the description so go on and click one of the links in the description and you can get your ebook or your physical book but look i'm not gonna hold you so as you saw the first clip right the first clip we were talking about we're gonna be talking about scapegoats just in case you don't know what a scapegoat is i will dive into what it is here as i read through the book Um, We are actually on chapter nine. Um, Chapter nine is called using scapegoats. And I think this is a really important for us to really dive into. A lot of people don't talk about this, but um, we're going to talk about it today because it's something that we need to make sure that we avoid doing to others. And we want to make sure that it's not being done to us because it could be subtle or it could be aggressive, like right, right out in the open, people blaming you for stuff that, that you didn't do. And, you know, and there's a way to handle that as well, but I don't want to jump ahead. We're going to jump into all this right now. So I'm going to get started. And then chat the, the, this episode is using scapegoats. We are in chapter nine of this book, avoiding the self-sabotage trap. And I, um, okay. I, this is so excited. I'm just going to start reading. Okay. Instead of <laughs> keep belaboring the point. Okay. So let's get started. Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is to admit when you are wrong. It's like the gut wrenching feeling that makes you want to throw up. Your palms get sweaty and you begin to envision those around you pointing their fingers and you with accusations that might possibly be true. Maybe, maybe not. Well, that's part of putting on your big girl or big boy pants. This is the part of life that helps us mature and learn from our stupid mistakes, all to make sure we don't repeat them again. However, not everyone feels the same sentiment. Some people 
run for the hills or throw you in front of an oncoming train, figuratively, <laughs> just to not admit they're wrong. A scapegoat is a person who's blamed for someone else's mistakes. In corporate, we call them the fall guy. People who have a hard time being accountable for their own actions love to put their issues onto scapegoats. This is the worst part of self-sabotage. If we can never admit we've messed up or done wrong, we'll never grow. And if we never grow, we will never succeed or go as far as we desire. This is a surefire way to halt your success and debilitate your growth. It is an example of fear and how others get hurt in the process. But when you finally start accepting your flaws, you'll begin to feel lighter and show integrity and people will admire you for your honesty. Now, come on, y'all have to agree with that, right? <laughs> you have to agree with that. Using scapegoat, it does nothing for no one. It hurts the person that's being blamed or that's taking the, the blunt end of the blame, but then it's also hurting you as the person giving the blame. Even if you're not the person, you might be the other side, but it also hurts people that are giving the blame or putting the blame on somebody else because it's not allowing them to be accountable for their own issues. So look, just in case you are not for sure about the signs, like you're not for sure, am I, am I a scapegoat or am I putting my issues and blaming things on other people for my problems? If you are not sure, honey, we're about to get into some of the signs. So let's talk about the first sign. You never admit you're wrong. Okay, now let's, let's be honest. Has that been you? <laughs> Have you ever been in that situation where you just don't want to admit you're wrong? I think we've all been there because admitting that you're wrong is is a is a grown up thing. You know, it, it, you you have to mature. And and when I say grown up, I don't mean just because you're over eighteen. I mean like a grown up maturity thing to admit you're wrong. And it can be really hard to admit you're wrong because you just don't want nobody saying mm -hmm, I knew it or pointing the finger at you or whatever, however that looks for you. You nobody wants that, right? So, but if you never admit you're wrong, I understand we feel like that sometimes, but if you never admit you're wrong, this is a definite sign that you are using, most likely you are putting the blame on somebody else for your problems or your mistakes. You are using scapegoats. Another sign for using scapegoats is you point out others' flaws quickly and are unforgiving. We have to be careful. My grandmother used to say, honey, be careful when you are pointing at somebody, pointing the blame at, at them because there are three fingers pointing back at you. So point, like, you know, make your hand like it's pointing. You see those three fingers? Right. Those thing, three fingers are pointing back at you. <laughs> I didn't get that for a long time. <laughs> but yeah, but you know. You you have to be careful that you're not picking out others' flaws because it makes you feel better about you. It makes you feel like you're the authority. It makes you feel like you're Mr. or Mrs. Perfect or Miss Perfect. You know, we have to be careful of that. And then not only pointing out their flaws, but 
also being unforgiving about their flaws. Like, oh no, that's unacceptable. Knowing that we have a whole lot of skeletons in, in our own closet. Come on. We have to be careful, but this is another sign of using scapegoats. Another one is you lie when you have to face the truth. Now, like I said in the first sign, of course, we are definitely, you know, <laughs> in a place where, where it does, you know, it doesn't feel good to have to admit that you're wrong. But when you lie, it, instead of, you, you would rather lie, whether it's on a person, you would rather lie about what you did, what you didn't do, than to face the truth. This is a problem. This is a problem. And this is a definite sign, another definite sign that you are using scapegoats. Another one is that you're scared of being exposed or seen in a negative light. That nobody wants to do that. Now, look, we're in the era of social media, right? In social media, everybody is, oh, look at me, I win it. Oh, look at me, I got a promotion. Oh, look at me, I uh, lost weight. Oh, look at me, I bought a new house. Oh, look at me. You know, they, everybody wants to show you their best. But, honey, what we fail to realize, there are a whole lot of public success people, but they're private failures. I know that's hard, but it's the truth. You know, people are only showing you their best life because that's what people want to do. People don't, you know, people don't really want to be transparent about what's going on in their lives or maybe mistakes that's causing their family hurt and harm or, or, you know, or they lost their job, whatever the case is, but people always want to show only the truth. Okay. I mean, they, not the truth, but they want to show only the good stuff. So why do we do that? We're, because we don't want to be exposed or seen in a negative light. So we show our best selves or we show the best version in some cases a lot of times people show the best version of themselves the version that they want others to see and the, the version that they want others to believe is true because we don't want to be we don't want our flaws and our insecurities and our mistakes and our failures to be seen or exposed where it's in a negative light and then so in that sometimes we try to you know find a way to, to put the, put, you know, find somebody else to say, this is why I'm failing. This is why I made these mistakes. This is why, instead of saying, I'm the issue. Okay. I'm the cause. So that's another sign. Another sign is you feel it's better to always be seen as the savior and nothing less. You get that? You feel it's, it's better to always be seen as the savior and nothing less. So if you are the one that's saving the project, that's saving the situation, that's saving the marriage, that's saving whatever. If you're not the one that can be the savior for everybody to look at you and say, oh, you did this? Oh, you did that? You know, let me tell you, everybody want to be the, everybody want to be the one to bring everybody out. I get that. But when you feel it's better to always be seen as the savior, you are putting yourself into a position that is not allowing you to be true to who you are, which is a person that is going to make mistakes or a person that is going to have some failures, things that you can learn from. These are some of the things that we have to think about. Okay. How do we view ourselves? There's only one savior, sugar. You're not, you're not going to be the savior. No, I'm just sorry. You're just not going to be, it. <laughs> you know, you are going to have 
different things that come up in life that are going to show that sometimes you need a savior, you know, but if you only see yourself as the savior and that's it, then honey, when somebody comes along and they really do shine like the savior of the project, or they really do shine like the asset, you know, and, and, and you feeling like it outshines you. Okay. Then guess what? You're going to find something in that person to, to use as a scapegoat. You're going to find something so that you can diminish their shine and, and brighten yourself up. We have to be careful for this. Another sign of using scapegoats goats is you feel people will be unlikely to forgive your mistakes. You hear that? You feel people will be unlikely to forgive your mistakes. So if we don't want to be seen in a negative light, then most likely we're not going to expose ourselves in most cases, or shall I say, use the word transparency. We're not going to be transparent about where we're not doing our best because we don't think that people are going to forgive our mistakes and they're going to always remember us for the mistake. They're going to always remember us for the failure and none of the good stuff that we do. But when somebody addresses that or comes close to that trigger, then we will turn it around on them and say, well, what about you? You did such and such and such and such. <laughs> what about you? You ain't no different. What about you? Uh, have you been there? Have you had those type of arguments? <laughs> You know, these are these are signs of using scapegoats. And let me tell you, it's not always you finding someone else to use as your scapegoat. This could be happening to you. So it could be in the reverse. Have you been on the other end of that where you have allowed yourself to become a scapegoat for other people's problems because they do not want to be held accountable for their issues and their stuff? And this can be at work. This could be the family, you know, family members. This could be colleagues. This can be at church. I mean, it can be anywhere, you know, but are you the victim in this situation? Because there are some things that we need, you know, that we'll dive into when we get to the fixes that you need to think about too, about how you can break free of that and stop being other people's scapegoat. So let's get to the fixes, the fixes of using scapegoats. So the first one is change your mindset concerning making mistakes and know that everyone does. You have to understand if you find yourself pointing a finger every time somebody addresses you about something that maybe offended them, that hurt them. And then you find yourself pointing the finger back and pointing it very hard in your tone, in your words, you know, and you find yourself doing that then you want to make sure that you change your mindset. Everything is not always an attack, but when you're hurting or when you're insecure or when you're dealing with some type of imposter syndrome or self-doubt or anything like that, you know, we don't, we, we immediately take it as an attack, but change your mindset concerning making mistakes. You don't need a scapegoat because just like the person that you've tried to put the blame on, they have their own flaws and issues. They don't need nobody pointing out. But then the thing is, we need to look at ourselves. We need to change our mindset. You know what? I don't need to use a scapegoat for this situation. I'm at the wrong. I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong. I made the mistake. Everybody makes mistake and I, I will recover. I'll get over this. It may seem like I won't, but I'll get over this. 
This is how we have to look at things. This is how we have to change our mindset. Another fix of using scapegoats is don't feel like you're the only one who messes up. It's not your first mistake and it won't be your last. It's not going to be your last. Imagine all the mistakes that you've already made in the past. Imagine all the mistakes that you already made in the past. And guess what? If you're hearing my voice right now, that means you're still here. So you survived, right? You sur- you'll survive this one too. So don't put your blame on somebody else. And for those of you that are the scapegoat for other people's abuse and issues and different things like that, then you don't take nothing. Don't allow yourself to take on the abuse and to take on somebody else's fear and insecurity because it makes them feel validated and it makes them feel better. Don't allow yourself to do that as well. It's time for you to be free as well. No more victimization. Okay. Stop victimizing your, your life. And, and allowing yourself to be a victim to people that don't want to take accountability for their for themselves. Stop doing that. Okay. Let them know that I am not the blame. I am not your scapegoat. And this stops today. You have your flaws. Take accountability. I have my flaws. I am taking accountability and move on. And if it, if it gets too bad, then honey, it's time to exit. Okay. It's time to exit that relationship, whatever type of relationship that is. Um, another fix for using scapegoats is understand that showing grace is better than being a jerk. People will receive you better and will be more forgiving. Okay. Nobody likes a jerk. Nobody. I don't know. Nobody that likes a jerk. Okay. <laughs> Show grace, show grace to yourself and show grace to others. When people see that you have a humbling spirit and they see that in that, in that humility, you also have integrity. People are more willing to give you grace than to demonify you. And I hope I'm saying that right. Cause I think I always jack up that word but to put you in a negative light and just dog you out. And I mean, people are going to be people. So if that's the case, uh, they're going to be like that. But usually it's not like that when you have real remorse, when you have real, a real humbling place in your heart and your personality where you're like, okay, you know, it ain't no sense of being a jerk. I'm not going to blame these people. This is absolutely my fault. I'm going to take accountability. People receive folks like that way better than somebody who is a jerk and they don't want to take accountability. They want to brush it over, you know, brush it under the rug, act like it never happened. And then when somebody challenges it or somebody, you know, brings it up, then you going at them, you know, you going at them with a pitchfork with your words and then your shady <laughs> shadiness or whatever, you know, with your passive aggressiveness. No, stop it. Stop it. And, and again, I'm going to switch it back to those of you that have been scapegoats. You know, you are not, you are not, it might be time for you to be the jerk. (laughs) No, don't be the jerk. (laughs) But you know, is it, you have to give yourself grace and you can't take on what other people say. So another, another fix, and that was uh, a fix of, um, 
using scapegoats. But the last fix for using scapegoats is don't be scared of sharing your flaws because you and others will learn from them in the future. So when we understand that we are flawed human beings, that we're going to make mistakes, we've made them in the past, you're probably, you could be in a current mistake right now that you're trying to think through how to come out of, or there might be future mistakes and failures that will come up. When you understand that, and you understand that that grace God's grace is sufficient and you understand that you are covered by his grace and that even he gave us grace because he knew that we were flawed and that we could not be perfect. When you understand that you have no need to have a scapegoat. No, you, you shouldn't even have a desire to have a scapegoat. Okay. That should not be your desire. That should not even be your go-to to use someone as your scapegoat. Take accountability. You learn from it. It happened. You know, you learn from it. You you grow from it. You get wiser from it. And then you move on. But do not allow yourself to victimize anyone else because you are scared to take accountability because of what you believe others will think about you or how it will make you look. Okay. So I hope that this helped you. And I hope it did. Don't forget, go to www.avoidselfsabotage.com and grab your copy. This is a life book, honey. This is not a one-time read, but this is a life tool that you need on your bedside um, table, that you need in your kitchen, that you need in your bathroom, wherever you spend a lot of your time reflecting. You need this book with you at all times because it covers 10 traits, 10 different traits of self-sabotage that everybody goes through in life. It doesn't matter your culture, your race, your sexual orientation, your religion. It does not matter. None of that matters. The fact that you are a human being, you need this book to help you get over those rough spots. To, to identify this is what I'm going through. Go to your chapter, honey, and pick you a few signs, I mean, a few fixes from that chapter of whatever um, trait of self-sabotage you're dealing with. And you pick those, those fixes, honey, and you implement them. I'm telling you, this is a book you want to have. If you don't get no other book forever, this is the last book you'll need then. But I do want you to read more books. Yes, so... The link will be in the description for the ebook or the physical book for those of you that like paper products. Don't forget to subscribe and to follow. Definitely share and like. Come on. Um, again, I want you to comment because I want to know how I can support you too. And I want to know your experience and your thoughts on these different um, topics. So, or if you want me to talk about something in particular, I want to know too. So we have one more episode left in the Avoid Self-Sabotage series. And that will be the next episode that will be launched. So stay tuned for that. And um, again, thank you so much for joining me on the Affirming Power podcast. Again, I'm Crystal Benford and I will talk to you next time. Bye.